Welcome, this is Voice of Change, a syndicated radio broadcast and podcast airing since 2011. Voice of Change is committed to raising the leader in you. And because time is the unit of life, I assure you that the next few minutes you have decided to invest in your own leadership journey will be rewarded with a definite paradigm shift. Stay with me on Voice of Change. Today on Voice of Change, we'd like to look at the root of the issue. I had a meeting recently with a few people and we were talking about uh, problems of women in entrepreneurship, different issues and how it was possible for international agencies and concerned countries to help women in Nigeria. And uh, I listened. The discussion went back and forth and back and forth. But when I was asked what I do and why I do what I do, I explained that my own entrepreneurship was about leadership because entrepreneurship is about solving problems. And I looked when I started business and I thought, what was the point of trying to succeed in a system that was going to collapse? It was obvious that the ship of states, even at that time, and I speak of 1994, was in seriously troubled waters. We had had a series of dictators and we were under the regime of yet another dictator. What point was it trying to be the best entrepreneur in the mess that we had at the time? Well, what then is the solution? Where do we start? Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned to Voice of Change and we'll be back after these messages. Voice of Change, sponsored by AB Consulting and Awesome Treasures Foundation Partners. Subscribe to Voice of Change Podcast today on iTunes and Spotify and don't miss a single episode. Welcome back to Voice of Change. I'm your host, Ola Jumoke Adenowa, and you can follow me on Instagram at Jumoke Adenowa. And don't forget to get the podcast even for your friends and introduce them to Voice of Change. You could say the problem of leadership is leadership. We need to get the right leaders. So how do we get the right leaders? As someone says, we need to choose the right leaders at the elections. And someone else says, well, when we get to the elections, do we not just have rigged elections most of the time? Each vote does it count. In fact, may I quickly at this time, have you gotten your voters scared? You would say, oh, it doesn't matter if I get my voters scared or not. The individual votes don't count. That's a possibility, but why don't the individual votes count? The individual votes don't count. Why? Because perhaps these decisions are taken as a block. Perhaps because the critical mass of those who vote are not even enlightened. They are not educated. They don't care about ideology. They don't care about manifestos. They don't care about all these things. They just get paid. But where then does the money to pay the masses come from? Aha. It comes from money that has been siphoned from the masses while the leaders had access to power at one point or the other or have access to godfathers who had made money from power. Then we should stem the flow of illegal money into politics and then the playing field will be level. We could say that well, there are actual policies guiding funding of elections, campaign funding, raising campaign funds. The issue is that they're not enforced. So we're back to what again? Strong institutions, because strong institutions are the vehicles by which we enforce policies that are put in place to protect us. This line of reasoning went on for a while. Then I said, education. 
education is key when from kindergarten to primary school to secondary school young minds learn civics learn what it means to be a citizen in fact they believe it is their right and it is their mandate to hold the leaders accountable that is the beginning because when leaders go into leadership and do not do what they're meant to do they know they will have to face the electorate not just in the next voting cycle but right away right now you will get a letter from a 14 year old an 18 year old a 21 year old in your constituency asking what you did and why you voted in a certain way speaking about education history had been removed from the nigerian school curriculum how is it possible to remove history from the curriculum in what country is it done it's unheard of yes i hear it's been restored but let us wait and see what type of history is irrelevant where are we starting are we going to be learning about the fumilayo ransom cooties are we going to be learning about the eba women's riots what are we going to be learning about are we going to be learning about how it is that you can fight for your rights are we going to be learning how it is that we can fight for the freedom of our democracy are we going to be learning about how we can hold our leaders accountable is it going to be history that is relevant to governance history taken out of the curriculum meaning in essence a people who do not know where they're going cannot even tell where they're coming from at least if you do not know where you're going and you have a sad nerve you can at least return to where you're coming from you can't even begin a journey without knowing where you're coming from small wonder we have issues with ensas and a whole generation thought that a generation before had never done what they did <laughs> they thought the whole generation before had never protested we protested to police bullets we protested when the army was sent into the streets but there's no history how are they to know how are they not to repeat the mistakes of generations before but there's no history in the curriculum how are they to know how are we not to repeat errors of those who have gone before us again and again and again and again why we will not come and start reinventing the wheel where we have no history in our curriculum education if we're going to fix the systemic issues that we face as a country we're not just going to start at the polling booth that is a good step in the right direction but the issues are deeper than that we must go to the minds of the people the very minds of the people and create a paradigm shift create a sustainable mindset shift and that can only come from having a robust educational curriculum that actually addresses the need of the country when a country is developing we do not face what is not needful then in the history of the united kingdom and america in our secondary schools while we did not learn in the primary school the history of our own country no a country that wants to develop faces squarely the gaps in the development in the educational system so you find countries like india when they wanted to leapfrog technologically focusing on mathematics which is the mainstay of all sciences what then do we focus on in a country where there is a dearth of leadership we focus on raising a solid citizen first of all a citizen that will form part of a critical mass of citizenry from which you can choose a leader for the leaders we have now the only the ones amongst us who actually got a chance to lead they typify us 
They are us. The way forward is to make sure the educational system addresses these gaps in leadership values, leadership skills, leadership quotient, leadership capacity, so that there are enough of us who are competent leaders, trained in leadership, so that whenever, as it is coming next year, the time to go to the polls come, we are confident that we have enough choices. And our choices are not yet again between the devil and the deep blue sea. Whoever trains a child, trains the nation. See them our children You ready?